Hello there mates, welcome to yet another sports podcast from your boy Ranks Omania and here we are all about football from the European side. Last night proved to be quite a dramatic scene, proved to be quite a dramatic weekend rather with brilliant comebacks from Manchester United, great wins from AC Milan, salvation from Arsenal and and as well as the draw from Real Madrid and Sevilla. Now Manchester United came back a goal down to win the game 3-1. Uh, first goals were scored the first goal was scored by Bertrand Traore and in my opinion I think the midfield pivot of McTominay and Fred is total and absolute shite. But all the same, it was a sumptuous goal, brilliant finish from Bertrand Traore. Indeed, Dean Henderson had no chance on saving that goal. That goal was just sumptuous. But however, we answered back. They made an error. We got a penalty. Bruno Fernandes netted the first goal. Then Mason Greenwood. Oh my goodness, this kid is just a finisher. And as always, Edison Cavani came, uh, came, uh, came in as a substitute and netted in the winner. Elsewhere around the grounds, um, AC Milan stomped Juventus three goals to nil with goals coming from the youngsters Fikayo Tomori, Ante Rebic and Brahim Diaz. Uh, the low light of that game was that Zlatan Ibrahimovic had to come off the lad had an injury. We just hope that the guy is going to recover quickly so that we can see him at the European or rather in the Euros competition. Other than that, um, Sevilla and Real Madrid shared spoils. It was a dramatic game. Uh, good goals from Marcos Asensio and Tony Cruz to put uh, Real uh, on a better side. However, Ivan Rakitic and Reyes said no to that they could have easily gotten the winner real madrid real madrid could have easily gotten the winner but casemiro's shot was deflected wide um yeah and also in other news uh, arsenal got the better of big sam yeah michael artepas got the better of big sam and he stomped them three goals to one apparently Arsenal, yeah, in as much as, you know, they sit ninth and whatnot, they managed to uh, get the better of Big Sam and left Big Sam all dazed. So, um, we go back to the La Liga side. Um, it's pretty dramatic over there because um, we, have, we have a couple of games left. I think there are three or four thereof. And... Uh, it's 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 a tough race. It's a tough race because it's uh, uh, Atletico Madrid start, sits at seventy seven points, and the Los Blancos as well as the Blaugranas follow them neck and neck, two points of the top. So it's it's really it's really uh, it's really a tight race at the La Liga side, and I just I can't wait to see the end of it. Uh, yeah, and in other news, uh, we hope that uh, Maguire is really going to, you know, recuperate as fast as possible, you know, 
the captain fantastic i know for some of our fans at manchester some of them are hailing that are, are, are hailing that injury and saying that you know it's it's good that maguire is injured and stuff but yo maguire helps out big time big time big time he just needs a great uh, partnership with a quicker center back maybe he's going to be fine he's going to you know play into the role brilliantly but you know hopefully i hope the lad gets uh, gets better treatment his uncle probably had a niggle over there and you know we're just hoping that he's going to be available for the most uh, crucial games that manchester united has or that my side has yeah and uh, that's all for today um i was your host ranksomania be sure to link into this podcast each and every each and every monday uh we will be uploading episodes soon this is just the start to a better this is just a start to a better program that will keep you updated on the football scene that's all for today i've been your host ranks omania see ya Yo. Good morning everyone. Mko vipi, mko freshi. This is Maniaville Sports Channel with your boy Ranks O Mania. And on this podcast, I'm going to be focusing on a couple of things. I'm going to be focusing on last night's uh, uh last night's fixtures. I'm going to be focusing on the Premier League standings, the Manchester United and Leicester City predicted lineup transfer rumors and the UEFA finals but i want to ask a question has the manchester united number 7 curse been broken stay tuned for more all right so let's go into it Um last night uh, so Fulham getting relegated with two goals from Burnley it was a sad scene at the Craven Cottage because Fulham now are confirmed that they are going lower lower than a crude oil miner <laughs> yeah these guys are going back to the championship and i don't know man it's it's, it's a sad day for these guys so Uh, you know they haven't really been uh, they haven't really been a stronger side they've conceded a lot of goals they haven't been winning a lot of games and i don't know to be fair it's just it's it's, it's okay for these guys to be relegated they're not really premier league quality um yeah and actually the defense what how do you even line up that defense man that defense is just it's 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 not really premier league material actually it's it's just uh, championship material but yeah so uh, fulham has been relegated uh, and that's on that um i think that was the biggest that was one fixture that we focused on um on to the premier league standings uh, wow here is where the juice comes in so <laughs> we have We have the uh, Champions League race that's still ongoing. 
we have Chelsea, eh, sorry Chelsea, Chelsea that stands at position 3 with uh, 64 points and 35 matches played and following their win at Manchester City and West Ham's defeat to Everton, Chelsea just need 4 more points, get it, 4 more points from their final league games to guarantee a top 4 finish. Now, Leicester, yeah, Leicester, the one whom we are expected, Manchester United is expected to play tonight, stands at position 4 with 35 games played and 63 points. Now, these guys have already considered uh, a lot of goals from Newcastle. That was like their salvation plan, you know? That was their, that was their Jesus and they, they, they didn't see it coming. They didn't see it coming. Steve Bruce got them down. He handed them four goals like it was, I don't know, man. I mean, Leicester City bottled, uh, bottled that position three, uh, you know, in a very, very, in a very, very careless way. Uh, but that means that they still need seven points from their final three games. Um, they can still, uh, so that they can guarantee a top four position. But it's really, really tough because uh, behind them is West Ham and Liverpool, and both of these, all, all of these teams can actually, you know, pull up, pull up a great performance. So Leicester really need to, you know, uh, tighten their screws. They need to tighten their defense. They need to, you know, get rid of that fatigue and really get their head into the game if they want to secure a place in the Champions League. Uh, in the Champions League play um, yeah and elsewhere you know West Ham also uh, stands at four, uh, fifth in position 35 games played in 58 uh, 58 points uh, points tally but uh, you, man these guys uh, these this guys can can actually make it to top four if they continue you know if they just become a little bit serious they've been bottling um, they've bottled I think two games they bottled that one with uh, with Everton, uh, and that puts them five points behind Leicester, and they only have three games to go. So they need they need they need to you know win two games if they wish to qualify for the Champions League, um, as well as Liverpool. You know Liverpool has been wow. <laughs> They've turned Anfield into a brothel. These guys have been shipping points like Amazon, man. These people have been playing. This, I don't know what Liverpool... What happened to Liverpool, man? You were supposed to be the champions, defending champions. And now you sit at sixth? You're a fraud, man. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. So, Jagen Klopp's uh, Liverpool stands at position six with 34 games played and 57 points tally. And they still have six points to make it to the fourth placed Leicester. And, uh, you know, with the final, with the last games, that means they have a lot of wins to, uh, a lot of points to garner from the, from the last four games that they are supposed to play. And they, <laughs> they, these guys are just hoping that, you know, one of these, uh, one of the West Ham's or the Chelsea's or the, or the Fulham's, not Fulham, sorry, but the Leicester's get, uh, get, get to lose or drop points, which from where I stand is not really an easy, and it's, and it's not really an easy competition for, for Liverpool. So I just, I just see them play, uh, play in Europa. Oh my God. Um... And then we, 
Wow. <laughs> yes, and then we have Tottenham who sit at 7th. 35 games played, 56 points tally. 7 points shy of the top 4 with a Europa League spot. So the most realistic ambition would just be, you know, to settle for Europa, not to bottle the Europa because at least they will have uh, they will have a chance in playing in, in European football. Also we have Everton standing at 8th and mathematically they have a chance to qualify for the Champions League, but the most realistic ambition again would be to settle for the European uh, the European League and I just I I think I think it's safe to say uh, Carlo Ancelotti has really really tried. He has he has remolded Everton into not just a mid-table team but a team that can actually contest for European football, which is which is really great. Um for Tottenham all I can say is that that was just a bullshit decision sending sending Mourinho off and not letting him finish the season that was just terrible. It was bad. These guys are in trouble. They have no defense. They have no quality up front. I think uh, their midfield position, the, like the whole team is just, it's a shamble. And I wouldn't really um, talk about the team. I would actually talk about the management of that team. Because I believe if they get a coach who's um, who's good on tactics, uh, who's good on gameplay, who's, who's really experienced, not Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason is a toddler in, in football matters. Come on. Like, this guy's just 29 years old, man. Who has experience in twenty nine years old? And look at look at look at the game that they played against uh, against Marcelo Bielsa's side. Those goals were so easy. Those were just baby class goals, man. Baby class goals. And and these guys these guys were being turned from one place. Olkona gives Okacha party banner. Cross from here, cross from there. You know the ball gets to the ball gets to the wing. It's Esgan Alioski, and then it's it's another cross. Uh, looking for Bamford or Dallas or whoever is, is is in the middle. And the fact that they keep playing Eric Dyer just still baffles me. It's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So Tottenham really need to get a good manager if they wish to, you know, next season, if they wish to contest for better positions and so on and so forth. But that's not what I'm here to discuss today. I'm here to discuss the Premier League standings and we go on to the ninth positions yeah the ninth <laughs> arsenal yeah arsenal michael artepa's team michael artepa's team stands at ninth i mean this was once the team that was always on the top four uh, or in the top three and and right now it's just battling it's it's grasping on straws to get to even european football and so they need to finish with at least three wins to qualify for the european football you know competition and it's crazy man it's crazy because arsenal still have a, a couple of tight games and i i don't think right now with 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 the way the premier league is competitive with the competitive stature of the premier league i don't think anyone is willing to drop points that easily so they really have a, a strong a strong um they really have they really need to get back into the game man they i don't know what they can do there's nothing much they can do they um, they had a they had a card to you know qualify for the european for the european football with uh with 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 the europa league but um <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh my goodness, I have a freaking cold. <coughs> oh. 
well, excuse me, again. Uh, so as I was saying, um, uh, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal could have qualified for the Europe, uh, Europa League, or rather for European competition football if they if they if they made it at least to the finals you know and if they could play against us to the finals probably they could have won probably they wouldn't have won but they bottled their chances and i don't think it's going to be an easy and it's going to be an easy spell for them with the less uh, with the with the next three games left and it's it's going to be hard even just to qualify for europa league it's going to be hard. It's really, it's not going to be easy. Um, and Leeds, Leeds United, despite their great performance, um, their great performance during the weekend against Tottenham, Leeds stand at 50 points with 35 games played and they stand at position 10. So, I don't know. It's 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 it could be possible to get to Europa League or to get to the playoffs at least. Um, if I I would love I would love to see Leeds uh, play European football. I mean this this team has just been entertaining throughout this season, and I hope they can. I hope that next season. I don't. I hope that you know there's this notion of this uh, mid-table teams that you guys have quality players, yeah, and then. You, you you give us a great great season and then the next season you're shipping off your players every player is going off like products in jumia you know <laughs> and and then the next season you just ask come you guys look terrible you have nothing to play you, you have you have no one to play you don't have options and your tactics go on and they become a wreck. I mean, I just hope these guys don't sell their players, man. They Small teams in Kuza players. And then after players, they don't have tactics, they don't have quality. And then we see them probably getting relegated. So I wouldn't want to see Leeds Leeds United getting relegated. I would love to see Leeds United play for seasons and seasons to come and i would love to see marcelo bielsa man this guy is a tactician like see you say mata it's not leeds that's playing it's it's the coach that is playing because you look at how it, it's just it's kids who are not really who are not really experienced as such but they are giving you quality performance they're giving you entertainment how these guys press how these guys work off the ball it's 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 amazing it's been amazing and look at even the scoreboard that these guys have given us right i think i think i would say their worst scoreboard has been against well the biggest team in the universe manchester united but I think they've given us a, a very entertaining football, uh, a, ve- a very entertaining game, a very entertaining games. Uh, you look at how they played against Liverpool at the start of the season. It was a very, very tight game. You look at how they played against Chelsea. They got a draw from uh, Chelsea. Um, and even still, we had really entertaining scenes. You know, it's just because Chelsea have a great goalkeeper. They have a great defense lineup. But... Leeds, you could actually see that they have no fear against a better side, a better side of Chelsea, you know, and 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 even 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 when we look at how they played against um, how they played against how they played against West Brom, these guys handed West Brom goals like they were handing out food, charity food, man. This these boys played exemplary, and I would rather see Leeds. I, I would I would love to see Leeds next season playing european football so if they get to qualify i'd be so so glad and i'd be so so happy so yeah that's uh that's that's uh what remains um 
in the Bundesliga side, we also have a tight top four race. Um, we have Frankfurt, we have Dortmund, and we have Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg sit at, uh, they have 32 games. Each of them have played 32 games. Uh, Wolfsburg has um, a point tally of uh, 60 points. Uh, Dortmund follows them neck and neck with 58, just two points uh, shy of uh, the third place. And Frankfurt, uh, just one point uh, behind behind Dortmund. So again, that also is a very very tight, uh, very very tight race at the Bundesliga. Of course. Um, with Bundesliga, it's just Monopoly going around, you know, and and it's funny. It's funny when Bayern always win the league, and they have to pretend that you know we are happy that you won another league. It's 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 just it's crazy. I think that uh, that side needs a little bit more competition. Someone needs to challenge Bayern, and this monotony of just Bayern lifting the trophy every other season. It's it's getting boring right now. So. Um, yeah, so the third, fourth, and fifth position, these guys are still battling for the Champions League qualifications. And uh, yeah, the fixtures are really crazy. You know, Leipzig facing Wolfsburg, Mainz facing Dortmund, Schalke facing Frankfurt. I think Frankfurt are the only uh, the only pe- uh, the only team that can actually get away with some points uh, in 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 the in the next uh, in the next three fixtures. Um, Again, uh, Wolfsburg uh, are set to face Mainz uh, after playing Leipzig. Um, Dortmund are faced uh, are are are, um, are fixed with uh, Leverkusen, and Frankfurt are fixed with Freiburg. So, as I said, Frankfurt really seem to be uh, the better side that can actually get to qualify for Champions League if they play good football. Of course, um, they might uh, they might secure a place in the Champions League. But you know Dortmund and and we can't really deny the fact that Dortmund has been has been struggling yes but it's still finding itself in in the top four position with great performances from the youngsters um, Erling Haaland and so on and so forth so yeah um, we move into the Manchester United and Leicester predicted lineup so. It's just going to be hard, man. I mean, these like Manchester United is fatigued. We actually saw that last game. Manchester United is 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 just it's fatigued, man. This team has been playing games and games and games, and Ole has been doing. Kunashida na Ole. rotate squad. Like bono rotate squad. You have Van de Beek at the bench. Bonus to me, Van de Beek. Ukona quick center backs. We are complaining that we need a new center back, but we also have a quick center back in 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 Tuanzebe. Man, okay, yes, I I understand Tuanzebe has um, has been has been causing a lot of errors in the defense. Um, every time he would come on, obviously, and a score on goal and so on and so forth. But still, with the right partnership, you know, nobody Rome wasn't built in a day, man. Rome wasn't built in a day, and and look at how look at how Pep Guardiola is giving chances to to youngsters like Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake got to play against Manchester City. Yeah, they lost, but at least that experience keeps a guy going. I know we we, we are grinding results, but we are wearing out our players, and and that was seen. That was seen. That is the reason why uh, our, our 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 captain Harry Maguire got. Uh, got injured you know and and even bruno fernandez uh, bruno bruno played a lot of like 
if it wasn't for the penalty the whole game bruno akukua alikuwa amefichwa kabisa he wasn't really providing that much he wasn't creating that much he was giving a lot of miss passes so it's just it's it's the fatigue and and it's 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 clear that you know this guy is tired this guy has played numerous games each and every game monday thursday monday thursday saturday monday monday thursday like that type of football and sometimes we've even been having we've, we've, we um, Manchester United has been experiencing double game weeks so to 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 have a person play all those games obviously he's going to be fatigued but that's not what I'm here to talk about I'm here to talk about the predicted lineup so and Leicester you know just to just to um delve into Leicester a little bit um Leicester also has been having a great performance it's injuries key injuries you know key injuries from Harvey Barnes uh, I don't know if Harvey Barnes is back um I don't think uh, James Madison has been back and Jamie Vardy hasn't had that quite uh, you know that interesting season but all the same these guys have been scoring goals through Ihenacho that that Nigerian that Nigerian football has been that Nigerian baller has been balling across the defense like in the last couple of games Ihenacho has been scoring so we can't really we can't just say that you know ah Waleni Leicester we can't really say that we have to be in the game we have to produce quality if we really want to solidify our number two position so in goal um in goal i think uh, dean henderson is going to start obviously they've uh, they've created this vendetta to to degear the the british press has created a vendetta to degear and i don't think it's right i don't think it's the best thing to do because this guy has put us literally in the final so he should be given games also in the in 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 the Premier League. So, but you know, Ole is just the man with full of surprises. So, in goal, I expect Dean Henderson and the captain partnership. We all know that Maguire is not going to be participating. So, in goal, I expect. Uh, oh no, sorry. In the centre halves, I expect Lindelof with either Tuanzebe or Bai. Um, Right back Aaron Wan Bisaka obviously. Left back Luke Shaw in the midfield pivot. Is going to play that shite mid midfield pivot. He's going to play McTominay and Fred. And then um Pogba is going to be thrown wide. Um Pogba, Pogba is going to play as the left midfielder. And then uh number ten role, Bruno Fernandez, obviously, because without Bruno Fernandez, that team is clueless. Yeah, without Bruno Fernandes, we are nothing. And uh, uh, on the other side, he will go with either Dan James. Um, oh, there are plenty of options on the on the on the other side. He could go with Dan James or Mason Greenwood or Marcus Rashford. And then in the number nine spot, I think he's going to go. He's not really going to start Cavani. I don't think he's going to start Cavani because Cavani is known to be injury prone. So I think he's going to start. Uh, he's going to start with. He's, he's going. To, he's going to start uh, Marcus Rashford. I'd I'd go for Marcus Rashford as my number nine, and then on on the wing, uh, on the right wing, I think he's going to go with either James or Greenwood. One of the two is going to play as the number nine. So yeah, that's my predicted lineup. I think. Um, Leicester, I couldn't really talk much about Leicester. I'm not really a Leicester fan, so I just but but obviously I expect Kasper Schmeichel, Wesley Fofana, 
uh, Johnny Evans um, as the center backs and probably I think uh, Leicester could play a back three against us when they play a back three against us they are really a strong 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 side so I expect probably Wesley Fofana Johnny Evans and Chala Soyuncu um, in the midfield I expect Ndidi I expect to see if Madison is fit I expect to see Madison and who else oh my goodness this guy i'm oh my god his name his name is really uh yeah and up front uh, up, um, yeah mark old brighton i expect mark old brighton in the midfield and who else um this 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 yeah tillman's good yeah tillman's i expect tillman's I expect Ndidi, I expect um I expect Ndidi, I expect Timothy Castagne, I expect uh I expect who else? I expect Mark Albrighton. So probably it's going to be a five man up front, five man in the midfield or a four man in the midfield, depending on how Leicester choose to play, depending on how Brendan Rogers thinks that he will beat Manchester United. Um, and up front, I expect to see Ihenacho. I expect to see maybe Ayose Perez. And yeah, and Jamie Vardy. So yeah, Leicester could line up with a 3-4-3 or with a 3-5-2. Um, not really sure how best they could line up. But um, I think that, you know, if... <clears throat> If you're looking to if you're looking to prevent Manchester United from creating, uh you have to put you have to make sure that you stack you stack men, you stack bodies at the midfield. So I expect him to play with a lot of midfielders, probably four or five, depending on how he sees fit. And yeah, it's it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game because these guys also need to solidify their position to qualify for to to solidify if they, to to solidify this their position if they intend to qualify for Champions League football. Elsewhere on transfer rumors, wow, <laughs> yes, Borussia Dortmund are not letting Erling Haaland go for nothing. They are not letting Erling Haaland leave for anything less than fifty. 150 million quid that's 150 million pounds price tag put on Erling Haaland so kama hauna 150 million uh, pounds hakuna venye utongeleleo story ya Erling Haaland he's staying and i think I, it would be a blow for that kid because i think I, with the covid situation sijuka kuna mtu mwenye akoridi kutoa 150 million i'm not really sure I don't think anyone is 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 ready to give out Elling, uh, to give out 150 million. But there are teams with cash. There are teams that can splash a lot of cash. So I'll see what I did there. Splash cash rhyme. Anyway, um, there are teams that can splash that money. Uh, we all know Manchester City is in need of a number nine. Chelsea is in need of a number nine. Um, Real Madrid need to find a replacement for Benzema. Uh, even Barcelona need to find um the the Barcelona also need to find a great number nine um uh yeah um somebody needs to partner with uh, somebody needs to partner with Griezmann up front um so I've mentioned those teams because these are the teams that I believe in my head uh really need a number nine for us for Manchester United I don't think I don't think Erling Haaland is a is is a crucial signing. Though I'd I'd be surprised, you know, Manchester United has this tendency of spending a lot of money on a player, and then that player flops because he wasn't really needed at the time, you know. 
like the Van de Beek situation, like the uh, Alexis Sanchez situation, you know. So I I hope I I just hope Manchester United don't go signing Erling Haaland. But the teams that can actually uh, pull up that uh, 150 million price tag, the teams that can actually cash in on that is Manchester City. And I think um I think I don't know if Chelsea would go for Erling Haaland per se because there's also talk that they would want to sign they would want to sign Lukaku which is which is great and sometimes they maybe even they would they would they would even consider not signing a number nine and just um you know keep training Kai Havertz to play into that role because Kai Havertz has also been play, playing uh, greatly in that number nine role. So yeah, Erling Haaland is going for 150 million pounds. Get your bidders ready. Get your price tag ready. Transfer transfer season is coming up, and that's the price tag for Erling Haaland. Again, uh, talks about Ma- Sancho going to Manchester United, uh, and the deal has been settled for 80 million. So we don't know if it's going to be a signing, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Manchester United. Mbaka nione mpaka nione mpaka nione player ameshikashati amesema yes sasa deal done ama Fabrizio amesema here we go deal done deal confirmed until then all this is just rumors because Manchester United has been known to be linked with a million and one players hata sijui kama fair ilishanga ama ni ama ni ndege ilikosa mafuta i don't know we've been linked with a million and one players hell we've, we've been even linked we could be even be linked to the Diego Maradona you know <laughs> who is dead uh, rest in peace maradona much respect to that player but you know you you get you get the point yeah so until i see um until i see until i see sancho holding a manchester united t-shirt and him taking photos with with the other players or taking photos with with um with uh, him taking photos with with ole gunnar solskjaer i won't believe that Manchester United is going to sign Sancho or has been in talks to sign Sancho. Uh, there's also rumors for Pogba Hazard swap deal. I won't really delve into that. That seems like a sham. It doesn't really seem like something that's going to happen. Uh, and elsewhere, I see that um, uh, West Ham would like to sign Tammy Abraham on loan. Yeah, the youngster has had... a <laughs> That boy has not been getting playtime, man. And... Manze Thomas Tuchel akapa kucheza akapa biashara and and Tammy Abraham is not really Thomas Tuchel material Manze Thomas Tuchel is this guy expects results you know he's been pushing Timo Werner I'm a push Timo Werner despite the fact that the kid has not been getting a lot of goals but you can't deny that Timo Werner is the instrument towards getting those goals and I look at the last four or five games without Timo Werner in that team Chelsea wouldn't be getting the goals that it has been getting. So, hizo uh, ma goals zenye wamekuwa kipata manze without Timo Werner, without Timo Werner in that in that squad. You lack you lack something. You lack something very very crucial. And notice that even even after playing, you know, even after playing a tight semi-final with with Real Madrid, still Thomas Tuchel chooses to play him again against Manchester City and <laughs> boy, this 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 boy is is just He's like he's like um I I don't want to say that he's the essence of creation but I think without Timo Werner Chelsea can't really get uh, can't really get the better the best of you know 
can't really you know disturb the opposition's defense without someone like Timo Werner. His runs are incredible. How he offloads the ball is incredible, and I don't know, I don't know. Uh, uh, without Timo Werner, without Timo Werner, I don't think Chelsea would be wherever it is right now. Timo Werner has been instrumental, so that has left uh, Tammy Abraham with no positions, you know. And the kid has been getting very, very few minutes, few, few minutes, and. Every time Tammy Abraham comes into <laughs> comes into the game, time passes like a kidney stone because th- there is no quality. You know, he will either miss, he will ask for an assist, and then he will deflect the shot wide, and he's like two yards, two freaking yards. You know, him against the keeper. Now, kuna kitumse anafanya. So, Tammy Abraham is not really Chelsea material. He needs to find his form, just like our very own. <clears throat> Lord, yes, he links. You know, he needs to find his form, and I hope that he does um, when he goes to West Ham. If the deal is going to be decided, Chelsea are, are selling, uh, want to sell him for £40 million. Pounds, so, but West Ham want to uh, sign him on loan. So I don't know how that deal will go, but I, let's just hope that the lad finds, um, the lad finds, finds, finds a team. Yeah, David De Gea might be, uh, might be leaving. Yeah, I I am so so sorry, man, Dave, man. If you get to ever, if you ever get to listen to this podcast, man, say Dave, I am so so sorry. The fact that Dave had to go see his son or his child getting birthed or getting born or being brought into this universe, the fact that he just had to stand there as a father and get punished for that has been outrageous man it has been outrageous i don't see the reason why oleguna should play this guy on cup matches manze de gear is our rock at the back without de gear i don't think even as a team even as a football club we would be in the position we are in today i don't think because look at when we had when we had a bad season with with, with jose Mourinho, you know it's the guy who put us like on sixth place or on seventh place. Those Europa League, uh, those 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 Europa League positions, have been brought up courtesy of the guy. The guy has been making numerous saves, and look at even how he played against Roma in the semi-final. Man, why would you sell this guy? Why would you sell this man? You know, uh, there's absolutely no reason to sell David De Gea. But you know, when you have two quality goalkeepers. And both of them are battling for the number one position. It becomes a problem. Uh, chances are, you know, Dean Henderson won't be settled. I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against Dean Henderson. He's, a, he's also a great goalkeeper. But when you have two quality goalkeepers, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. So maybe uh, Manchester United are looking to do away with the high wage uh, wage price tag. You know, obviously, if the guy is to stay for another season, obviously he would want... He would want Atata Kaongezo uh, Mshahara. And I think I think this is what Manchester United is trying to avoid. But I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, you know, we get to a solution. Um, And wow. And Cavani has signed a new deal. He has signed a one-year extension on his... He has added a one-year extension in his contract. And which brings us to the topic of the day. Has... Edinson Cavani finally broken the number seven curse. Man, this boy. <laughs> Where Edinson Cavani? 
like his reading of the game has just been amazing man this this uh statistically he has played 15 games he's had five assists and no he's played he's, he's scored 15 goals sorry he's scored 15 goals he's had five assists and he's played 35 games that that that's if if i look at it from my standpoint and notice that edinson cavani has been hasn't been getting 90 minutes you know and there's there's been a spell in which edinson cavani has been injured so think about if think about it if this guy was um this guy was fully fit since we signed him you know and and look at how much he's produced edinson cavani has just been amazing he's been the he's been our signing of the season if if you ask me i i don't think man Look at the Southampton. He's he's been really making a lot of difference, man. When he's been coming off as a sub, look at uh, the the Southampton game. Look at the RB Leipzig game. Look at um, look at the look at the Burnley game. This guy has been playing great, man. This man, Edinson Cavani, has been amazing. Look at even the Tottenham game when we when we scored three one against Tottenham. Look at how this guy played. This guy has just been amazing. Edinson Cavani has been amazing and I think he has finally found he has finally found he he is actually turning out to be the key in that number 9 position, which is why I do not see the need to, you know, I do not see the need to sign Erling Haaland. There is really no need to sign that guy. What I think Manchester United needs to sign is a quick center back and a good and and a person who can recover the balls at the midfield that midfield pivot of McTominay and Fred is going is is going to remain absolute shite but we need because like um i look at how uh, golo kante recovers the ball from midfield i look at how rodri recovers the ball from midfield i look at how um hoiberg for crying out loud, Hoiberg recovering the ball from midfield, Declan Rice recovering the ball from midfield, Wilfred Ndidi recovering the ball from midfield. Hell, even Eves Bisuma, come on, or 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 even a Ruben Neves. So we need that number six who can actually recover the ball from the midfield. He can provide. Um, he can provide. We need someone like um, a prime Michael Carrick. Or a prime Frank Lampard. We need someone who can actually help us. Because our problem is not scoring goals. Our problem is defending. And we we we, 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 we have to play a shit midfield, midfield pivot. Because we do not have a better centre-back pairing. So we need a better centre-back pairing. Um, somebody who can actually command that defensive line. I would go for a, I would go for a Jules Kunde. I would go for... Um, Pau Torres, Pau Torres was magnificent in that very rare game uh, against uh, Arsenal, and I would also go for Avaran. You know Avaran. I don't know how the deals are going, but Manchester United needs to sign a quick centre back and um and 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 a, and a great CDM. We need we need we need a CDM for crying out loud. We need a CDM. The reason even the reason why we're not even seeing the best of Van de Beek and 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 um. Van de Beek and and uh, I think Pogba, 
and 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 Bruno Fernandes is because of that number six position. And I also think that if we get a great number six, we can actually get to push uh, Scott McTominay higher up the pitch and let Scott McTominay do his thing because Scott McTominay high up the field is better. And but but when it comes to his defending attri- defending attributes, he's just he's poor. He's poor. So we need someone who can recover those balls and make less errors from midfield and i think we need to sign a center back uh, uh, not a center back but uh, okay we need to sign a center back but you need to sign a center defensive midfield and wow the uefa champions league finals is set to play at wembley uh, at wembley stadium um this follows after this follows after a, a, a release that Insta- Istanbul might not be working, but I've seen the British, uh, the British, the British football, um, the the British football uh, uh, association trying to trying to move it to Portugal. I don't know which stadium, probably Lisbon, but uh, I think. Um, I was really expecting to see it at Istanbul. You know, even when you played uh, when you played on FIFA. Shout out to the guys who play FIFA. Uh, even if you play it on FIFA, it's always and they rose to Champions League glory at the Istanbul. It's it's just big Istanbul. So <clears throat> I was expecting to see these guys at. Uh, I was expecting these guys cover Turkey out of Istanbul. See what I did there? Cover Turkey out of Istanbul, uh, but unfortunately. Seems like these guys are going to play it at Wembley. I don't know. Talks are still ongoing with an option to move it to Portugal. Hopefully, they come to an abicable solution and we get to see the Champions League. Chelsea versus Manchester City. Yeah, so um, that's been all for today. Um, Be sure to link to this podcast every Monday and now. Uh, and before every 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 match lineup, we will be uh, giving you the anal- uh, analysis of the matches before they get to play, and even post match analysis. We're still building ourselves today. Uh, today, I hope to get better plays. So make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your girlfriends to tell your girlfriends friends to tell your girlfriends friends mother to tell your girlfriends friends mother. Uh, you know, chama. Um, wow that that really wasn't working but you know you get the point uh, <coughs> keep talking about uh let's let's grow this let's let's make this uh let's make this something big uh and and manze thank you always if you're listening to this today thank you for listening and may god bless you man peace out Hello there, once again, welcome to this Maniaville Sports Channel podcast, and it's your boy Ranks Omania. Manchester United 1, Leicester City 2. Hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, oh God, hold me back, because I am fuming. I am fuming. I mean, come on, blood. Come on. How the hell do you put a kindergarten squad against an experienced squad? That was bullshit from Aliguna Solskjaer. That was just stupid. And I blame him. I blame the manager for our loss because the players who played last night hadn't gotten any minutes. Eh? These guys, Hawajazoyana, 
they have no quality they had no experience against a better side placed uh, Leicester and we got owned we got owned those guys were running our midfield like an L train blood they were running that midfield like the stock market I mean this was terrible football terrible football and we just gave it out to Manchester City so easy so easily it was bad it was poor I didn't like that game. It was terrible, man. It was terrible. Matic is slower than a snail, blood. Slower than a snail, man. Oh, my goodness. I mean, those goals were just terrible. Lapse of concentration in the midfield. Everything. I mean, if Ole does not sign a CDM or a centre-back, he is going before Christmas. Take that and cash it into the bank. That man is dead food, blood. If he doesn't sign a center defensive midfielder and a center back, he is not going to stay in that football club. He better think about something. Uh, he better think about a center back and a CDM in the summer. Otherwise, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I am just so pissed at that loss. It was a terrible loss. Terrible loss. I mean, come on, blood. This is Manchester United. You're supposed to play quality football. We have we have we have a name. We have a name. Come on. Ah terrible, terrible. I, honestly, I wouldn't say much in this podcast, man. I'm just super, super furious. I don't even think I have anything more to say in this podcast. I'm just wow. Hello and welcome. To the Maniaville Sports Channel where I, Ranks Omania, will be giving you the scenes that unfolded during the weekend. Yes, it was a dramatic weekend and it was crazy with Leicester winning their first FA Cup to Juventus, swiftly moving into the Europa League and Alisson spoiling the party and so much more. If you have no idea, this is the Maniaville Sports Channel streaming on Spotify. So log on to Spotify, click on the podcast menu and search Maniaville Sports Channel. Let's get on to it now. Leicester City won their first FA Cup title. After almost half a decade of going without a trophy, Leicester City claimed their first FA Cup title after a 1-0 victory against Chelsea. Now everything was all blue until Yuri Tillmans. Mm, 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 mm. Yuri Tillmans fired a rocket into the heart of Chelsea's goal and scored the winner. Chilwell would then equalize only for VAR to rule it out as offside. So congratulations to Brendan Rodgers and Leicester City for winning their first FA Cup title. It was a well-deserved win and congratulations are in order. Elsewhere around the grounds, the silence to you in Turin is proudly sponsored by Napoli FC. Yeah, this was after Napoli secured three points in their match against Fiorentina. And despite Andrea Pirlo's win against Inter Milan, Napoli would still qualify for the Champions League place next season, leaving Juventus at fifth place. And my question today to you is, do you think Cristiano Ronaldo will stay in Juventus for the next season? Send your comments to 0790432481 and I'll be reading your responses in the next podcast elsewhere around the grounds the race to the la liga title is turning into a grand finale 
<laughs> yes, it is turning into great, into great and grand finale with the two La Liga giants. That is Zizos Real Madrid closely behind Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid stand at the top with 83 points while Real Madrid are at second place with 81 points, just two points away from being crowned the champion. So there's only one game left at the Spanish league side and I am just wondering which Madrid side will lift the trophy. In relation to that, the, in the French League 1 side is almost coming to a close as well with Lille at the top strongly followed by PSG and it's also a fierce battle with these two giants and I can only hope that the last game will be the match decider. And on our big story today, Alisson spoils the party at the Hawthorns. Yes, once again Big Sam was left all dazed with the Merseyside Reds gaining three crucial points that give them a fighting chance for a place at the Champions League. The goals came from Carl Robson Kanu who swiveled through the Liverpool defence and scored the opener only for Mo Salah to answer back with an Egyptian blessing. West Brom would answer with the set-piece corner only for VR again to roll it out as offside. But that wasn't all. That wasn't over. The match was decided by Alisson's Beckers header which came from a set-piece goal it was a corner a brilliant cross struck by Alison Becker and he made the game 2-1 it was a crucial crucial three points and now Liverpool stand a chance of being at the Champions League as we await the duel between Leicester City and Chelsea once again who are set to lock horns on Tuesday the 18th you know Leicester City, Chelsea and Liverpool. One of these teams could get a chance at the Champions League and one of these teams could bottle that chance and qualify for the Europa League. Who is it going to be? Is it Leicester? Is it Liverpool? Is it Chelsea? Stay tuned for this and much more only on the Maniaville Sports Channel and I have been your host, Ranks of Mania. Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. This is Ranksomania presenting to you live the dramatic weekend on Monday the twen the 31st actually the 31st of May 2021 and man it was a very 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 dramatic weekend. We saw the UEFA Champions League changing hands going into London and man I just want to say that game was full of tactics I mean the tactics in play that game didn't require physical ability didn't require skill that game required tactics and I think for in terms of the the number of finals I have gotten to witness I think that was one of the finals that I saw a lot of tactics coming into play um quickly i will just go into the first goal the first goal was scored by kai havertz which was actually the nail to the coffin and thus there's a lot of things there's a there was a lot of things to pick out from that game to pick out from thomas tuchel and 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 pep guardiola each of them bringing bringing out their prowess um in the first half um chelsea saw their their captain 
Thiago Silva getting eliminated because of his groin injury and during and during that time you see the person who's told to fit fill in those boots to fill in those shoes was was Christensen and the character that that guy played with having to play that role of the center back of the sweeper actually and just being calm with the ball having to push forward having to block each and every creativity uh in the chelsea box actually i don't think i don't think he was i don't think edward mendy was tested that much i mean the defense worked so so well you could see the coordination from caesar to 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 christensen to antonio rudiger and and even the wing backs how they stretched out the manchester manchester city's uh manchester city's midfield and they always had them vulnerable and i think pep guardiola over, overestimated himself and probably underestimated the quality among uh, among the chelsea players because how do you go into a final without a holding midfielder i mean you you have to have someone who gives you security in the midfield six you know and someone who's like intercepting the balls providing balls because actually kdb wasn't getting any service from from his midfield he wasn't really getting and the burden of of creativity was basically upon him you know and and you could see that in the first half and i was conversing with a friend of mine shout out to dennis green who always listens to this post podcast man dennis green big shout out to you apologies that you guys lost but yeah it happens so anyway i was talking about how you know uh, kevin de bruyne was given the bulk of the responsibility to actually create uh, to create uh, to create some sort of passes that can actually uh, disorganize the, the chelsea defense but you see Kevin De Bruyne cannot create alone. He needs someone who gives him some sort of security. That Fernandinho or that Rodri, you know, that holding midfielder that actually gives them the freedom to roam around um, um, the opposition's box. So there wasn't that in the first half, and these guys got punished. The lack of the CDM caused this chaos. It was a brilliant pass, great build-up. I mean, it just took three touches to a goal. And Kai Havertz, man, that kid is interpreting spaces like a space god, man. Damn, I mean, if that kid is not an astronaut, I do not know who he is, but he is operating like he is on spaces. You get what I'm saying? That man is moving into spaces like, you know how, you know how um, that 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 leaf that green leaf that sticks into the spaces of your of your mouth or of your of your teeth actually you know sticks in between your teeth and blah. that's exactly how kai havertz is moving into spaces it was a cool finish he knew he had to tuck himself and he had to you know dribble past the keeper he left the keeper all days he had an open post and he scored coolly calm and collected he was very very chill and that was a brilliant finish moving into the second half now this is where i actually saw the brains of the two coach coming two coaches coming into play so uh jesus comes in uh um sergio aguero comes in and fernandinho and the second fernandinho came into the game the game changed 
they had security at that number six role Phil Foden Kyle Walker all these people were being pushed higher up the pitch and they were creating there were lots of chances these guys created the Riyad Mahrez um, um, Sergio Aguero all these guys were creating brilliant brilliant chances but all to no avail i liked the partnership of Eugenio and 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 golo kante and the second thomas tuchel substituted mason mount for mateo kovacic i said these guys are going to hell these guys were going to hell because they wouldn't they wouldn't perform anything they, they wouldn't you know create anything past that midfield three that is like that is like what that's like the great wall of china bro it was great it was absolutely great the tactics really played well um played in the favor of thomas tuchel and he got the cup he is celebrating he is having fun and i just want to mention something about that game you look at that final you look at how these coaches um witnessed how they could switch the tactics because at one point um okay uh, at one point in the game, it was a 4-3-3 with, uh, I think, three or four false nines in Manchester City's side. And then it switched uh, into a 4-4-2. And in that, in that type of, in, in that style of play, I mean, if, if, if you really want to see where coaches get paid, where coaches earn their money, is on the substitutions and the tactics. And that was what played in that game. And I wish Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could see this. I wish he could witness that final and see how really you should play against your opponent in a final. You have to, you have to have a plan B. You need to have substitutions. You need to trust your bench despite everything that happens. You still need to trust your bench and play like you mean to win. Because it, even though even though Kevin De Bruyne was eliminated because of the injury. These guys were still pushing and pushing and pushing, but unfortunately, they could not, you know, uh, squeeze water out of a rock. That's the Chelsea. That's the Chelsea defense, you know. And it was so so great. It it it, it was it was a display of you know experience and and knowledge and that football, uh, you know, that coaching knowledge really. It it was that 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 came out in like it just came out uh, it just came out openly and so the basic thing that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I'm sorry to bring him into this analysis but the basic thing he needs to learn is how he should trust his bench how he needs to switch up his team to perform squad rotations and to see people who can actually befit the roles in that substitution style his subs should really count subs really 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 count they play a big role in each and every game they will either push you forward or they will solidify your they will solidify your lead or they can even change your game but anyway congratulations to chelsea for winning the uefa champions league you're now the champions of europe and i can i am scared i am scared shitless for for what chelsea is going to bring in the summer man i think i think it's going to be crazy it's going to be an interesting premier league and um it's gonna be great it's really really going to be great but that's all for today um again congratulations to thomas tuchel and the and and his squad for winning 
winning the the the, the, the Champions League and uh, it was a, it was embarrassing it was really embarrassing uh, Sergio Aguero wanted to leave with the Champions League on his back but he wasn't going to do that but that's all that's all for today thank you everyone for joining us today for joining me today in this dramatic weekend podcast i am going to uh, i'm going to enjoy giving you more of the news in the football scene and my name is your boy Rax Hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. This is Ranksomania presenting to you live the dramatic weekend on Monday the 20 the 31st actually the 31st of May 2021 and man it was a very 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 dramatic weekend. We saw the UEFA Champions League changing hands going into London and man I just want to say that game was full of tactics I mean the tactics in play that game didn't require physical ability didn't require skill that game required tactics and I think for in terms of the the, the number of finals I have gotten to witness I think that was one of the finals that I saw a lot of tactics coming into play um quickly i will just go into the first goal the first goal was scored by kai havertz which was actually the nail to the coffin and thus there's a lot of things there's a there was a lot of things to pick out from that game to pick out from thomas tuchel and 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 pep guardiola each of them bringing bringing out their prowess um in the first half um chelsea saw their their captain Thiago Silva getting eliminated because of his groin injury and during and during that time you see the person who's told to fit fill in those boots to fill in those shoes was was Christensen and the character that that guy played with having to play that role of the center back of the sweeper actually and just being calm with the ball having to push forward having to block each and every creativity uh in the chelsea box actually i don't think i don't think he was i don't think edward mendy was tested that much i mean the defense worked so so well you could see the coordination from caesar to 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 christensen to antonio rudiger and and even the wing backs how they stretched out the manchester manchester city's uh manchester city's midfield and they always had them vulnerable and i think pep guardiola overestimated himself and probably underestimated the quality among uh, among the chelsea players because how do you go into a final without a holding midfielder i mean you you have to have someone who gives you security in the midfield six you know and someone who's like intercepting the balls providing balls because actually kdb wasn't getting any service from from his midfield he wasn't really getting and the burden of of creativity was basically upon him you know and and you could see that in the first half and i was conversing with a friend of mine shout out to dennis green who always listens to this podcast man dennis green big shout out to you apologies that you guys lost but yeah it happens so anyway i was talking about how you know uh, kevin de bruyne was given the bulk of the responsibility to actually create uh, to create uh, to create some sort of passes that can actually uh, 
disorganized the, the Chelsea defense. But you see, Kevin De Bruyne cannot create alone. He needs someone who gives him some sort of security. That Fernandinho or that Rodri, you know, that holding midfielder that actually gives them the freedom to roam around um, um, the opposition's box. So there wasn't that in the first half and these guys got punished. The lack of the CDM caused this chaos. It was a brilliant pass. Great build-up. I mean, it just took three touches to a goal. And Kai Havertz, man, that kid is interpreting spaces like a space god, man. Damn. I mean, if that kid is not an astronaut, I do not know who he is. But he is operating like he is on spaces. You get what I'm saying? That man is moving into spaces. Like, you know how, you know how, um, that... That, that leaf that green leaf that sticks into the spaces of your of your mouth or of your of your teeth actually you know sticks in between your teeth and blah. that's exactly how Kai Havertz is moving into spaces it was a cool finish he knew he had to tuck himself and he had to you know dribble past the keeper he left the keeper all days he had an open post and he scored coolly calm and collected he was very very chill and that was a brilliant finish moving into the second half now this is where i actually saw the brains of the two coach coming two coaches coming into play so uh jesus comes in uh um sergio aguero comes in and fernandinho and the second fernandinho came into the game the game changed They had security at that number six role, Phil Foden, Kyle Walker, all these people were being pushed higher up the pitch and they were creating. There were lots of chances these guys created, the Riyad Mahrez, um, um, Sergio Aguero, all these guys were creating brilliant, brilliant chances, but all to no avail. I liked the partnership of Eugenio and, 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 and Golo Kante and the second Thomas Tuchel substituted mason mount for mateo kovacic i said these guys are going to hell these guys were going to hell because they wouldn't they wouldn't perform anything they they wouldn't you know create anything past that midfield three that is like that is like what that's like the great wall of china bro it was great it was absolutely great the tactics really played well um played in the favor of thomas tuchel and he got the cup he is celebrating he is having fun and I just want to mention something about that game. You look at that final, you look at how these coaches um, witnessed how they could switch the tactics because at one point, um, okay, uh, at one point in the game, it was a 4-3-3 with, uh, I think, three or four false nines in Manchester City's side, and then it switched uh, into a 4-4-2, and in that, in that type of, in, in that style of play, I mean, if, if, if you really want to see where coaches get paid, where coaches earn their money, is on the substitutions and the tactics. And that was what played in that game. And I wish Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could see this. I wish he could witness that final and see how really you should play against your opponent in a final. You have to you have to have a plan B. You need to have substitutions. You need to trust your bench despite everything that happens. You still need to trust your bench and play like you mean to win because it even though even though Kevin De Bruyne was eliminated, De 
because of the injury, these guys were still pushing and pushing and pushing, but unfortunately, they could not, you know, uh, squeeze water out of a rock. That's the Chelsea. That's the Chelsea defense, you know. And it was so so great. It it it, it was it was a display of you know experience and and knowledge and that football, uh, you know that coaching knowledge really it, it was that 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 came out in like it just came out uh it just came out openly and so the basic thing that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I'm sorry to bring him into this analysis but the basic thing he needs to learn is how he should trust his bench how he needs to switch up his team to perform squad rotations and to see people who can actually befit the roles in that substitution side his subs should really count subs really 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 count they play a big role in each and every game they will either push you forward or they will solidify your they will solidify your lead or they can even change your game but anyway, congratulations to Chelsea for winning the UEFA Champions League. You're now the champions of Europe. And I can I am scared. I am scared shitless for, for what Chelsea is going to bring in the summer, man. I think I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be an interesting Premier League. And um, it's gonna be great. It's really, really going to be great. But that's all for today. Um, again, congratulations to Thomas Tuchel and the and, and his squad for winning for winning the the, the, the Champions League and uh, it was a, it was embarrassing it was really embarrassing uh, Sergio Aguero wanted to leave with the Champions League on his back but he wasn't going to do that but that's all that's all for today thank you everyone for joining us today for joining me today in this dramatic weekend podcast I am gonna uh, I'm gonna enjoy giving you more of the news in the football scene and my name is your boy Rax Thank you.